G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam, thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK Neighbours that anyone could ask for. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning podcast that is sometimes about neighbours. And first, straight off, I want to apologise. Whoa, you... go on. For what are you apologising for? This could be a million <laughs> and one things here. It could be a million and one things. It could be anything I've said in the past 120-something episodes. Uh, but I just no, I want to apologise because this is a little bit late for you all this week. And that is completely my fault as well. Uh, I dare to take some time off. Right. I don't think this, this is what you should be apologising for. I mean, <laughs> if, it, if it's a day late, it's fine. It just builds the anticipation. I think you should be apologising for the shit show that was last week's episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, I've got two apologies. Go on. I'll week. think of another one in a minute. <laughs> so, yeah, first off, the audio quality was a bit messed up last week. I have now officially refixed that. That episode is what do you mean refixed it. You've just re- fixed it. I've just fixed it. You yeah. didn't fix it and then fix it again. If anything, the problem was that you didn't fix it. So don't <laughs> say you've refixed it. You've now fixed it. It is now fixed. It is now not as clippy and short as it was. Yeah. Uh, it's all very technical. It's you know it's behind the scenes of being a podcaster. Uh, but yeah, it is all fixed now. So apologies for that. So if you want to re-listen to that or you haven't listened to it there. You won't know What's the that episode called again. It's called Jumpers for Gigolos. It was a good episode. It's a long one, and now that it's been refixed, it's even longer. But I've, like someone, someone sent me a message saying they'd listen to it, and they said it flowed really well. And that's the one that was broken. So I think that's a pretty good thing. Uh, I thought it was a really good episode. We talk about jumpers and gigolos in one episode, which is. What more? What more could you want from it? I don't an know if anyone's ever done that before on a neighbours podcast. Luckily, Absolutely. though, this is only sometimes about neighbours. <laughs> do you know, like, uh, do you know the Lord of the Rings films? Oh, you know, go on. You remember, like, when they released them in the cinema, like, oh, fuck me, this is long, but yeah. really good. Yeah. And then they released it on DVD and went some more stuff in there for you. Yeah. It's even longer now. We've got even more um, walking, because um, that, that, uh, that is my... Constant thing. I do really like the Lord of the Rings films. I didn't like the Hobbit ones. I thought they were shit. But the Lord of the Rings ones are really good. But when you boil it down, it's just a long journey. It's a very long journey indeed. It's a lot of walking. Um, and they just put more of that in. They did. But we put more fun into ours. So it is yeah. the, the extended edition and the funnier edition as well. Because it's a pretty good the- episode. If you've not listened to it yet, Go ahead and listen to it. So that's that is a really good episode. That's been re-released now, refixed. Um, but there's a, a second episode came out this week that's done very well, hasn't it? It certainly has. So I did plan this because I did know I was going to be away this week. So I did. We did drop an episode on Wednesday, which was our chat with Stephen Hunt. Who? Hey. Matt Hancock. Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> Not that one. Matt Hancock on Neighbours. Uh, came to have a chat with us about his time on Neighbours, as well as the multiple bands that he's got going, being the CEO, uh, a little bit about Elvis. So, again, it was sometimes about Neighbours. 
And it's, yeah, it was a record-breaking episode for us. We've never had that many downloads on one day. So thank yeah. you to everyone who's listened to it. If you're one of the few that haven't, it's right there for what you right now. Good. What I was, what was, mo I was most pleased about it is a quality episode. But I was glad that um, Stephen continued our run of finding out that people who've been on Neighbours are just fucking nice people. He's what a nice guy he is. I was expecting him to be a bit of an asshole, but he wasn't. <laughs> he was a proper nice guy, just like every single person we have ever spoken to. From neighbours, I didn't really think he was going to be an asshole. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> what? How nice was it just to have a chat with him about all the different things from neighbours, but all the other stuff he's been doing? Yeah, what? Like, what an interesting guy. So interesting. I'm so busy, and he's still so time busy. for us. And he, yeah, and he, he carved out some time for us. That was really nice. And thank you, Stephen. Yeah, cheers, Stephen. So much. Uh, we have got more guests in the pipeline. We have def. We've got one definitely confirmed coming up soon. Um, and then another one that's pretty much confirmed. Yeah. And then two or three that we're working on. Uh, and I'm excited about all of them. Mm -hmm. not, the one, not the one except, except for the one, uh, except for Marissa. Um, <laughs> she's going to be back. Um, she hasn't got anything better to do. <laughs> she's very busy as well, Marissa. She, she, no, she never checks on her kids. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be doing a little special thing with Marissa the next week or so. We've also got we've decided it is confirmed we are gonna do another battle with Coastal News that is coming up. We've had people on holidays. There's a lot of um, um, we need to get our ducks in a row, uh, but they're almost in a row. They're doing they're like they're, they're they're kind of trotting across. Yeah, the and road then and, that. and then when they are in a row, we'll just shut them all away. Shut them all down. Them all down. Uh, it's gonna be a good one. I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, obviously, we're winning. I undefeated. This is it now. If we win again, it's going to get a bit. It might start getting a bit boring. We might have to let them win. <laughs> well, we'll see what they bring to the table this time round. He has got a slight Halloween vibe to it as well. There's, oh, okay. it's a little bit of the. It's a little bit of the of the season, shall we say? That sounds pretty good. Um, that's all to come. Do you want? Did you watch any neighbors this week? Because you've been away. I... You've been busy. We can talk about that in a minute. But have you watched any Neighbours? I did. It was my morning routine this week while away. I had the Amazon Freebie app downloaded. And every morning while my wonderful wife was getting ready for the day, I would sit and watch 20 minutes of Neighbours and make what, notes. What did you sort her out at breakfast? Did she have, you know, those little boxes of, like, because kids, when they go on holiday, you get those little variety boxes, don't you? You get, like, a little Cocoa Pops, a little Frosties. What was she <laughs> like? What's her favourite? <laughs> Do you know what? I... I've never tried varieties in a long, long time, you know. Not neither have I, not since I was a child, but I'm just <laughs> wondering. <laughs> no, we, uh, well, to be honest, we stayed in some really nice Airbnbs and mm -hmm. they were fantastic hosts. And it's it was very nice for me. I am the ultimate host. Of sorts. Of course I am. Of sorts. Uh, I love hosting other people and, and providing things for other people. But it was very nice to be on the other side of that. So we stayed in some really nice Could you areas. do that? Could you switch off? Did you Were you able to do that? Or were you like still trying to host it and shit? Well, like just trying to walk into like the Airbnb host's house and go, all right, mate, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing, she didn't help with anything. Uh, I know I'm the guest, but if, if you want something setting up, I'm right here for you. No, no, we I, was, I, I, did, I did switch off. Good. I can, I can do that. I can switch off. Uh, so, yeah, it was nice to be on the other side of that. We had some lovely little setups. Uh, breakfast was provided for us at these Airbnbs, which was nice. Good. Um, 
Do you want to talk about what what you, the mate? What was the best bit? Because you went, you were down in the ye old London town, right? I was down in ye olde London in town. That old London. What did you go there for? Because I want to hear about the thing you went. A little bit of a re- review from you, not just on neighbours, because we know that was average. Um, <laughs> what about what did? What else have you seen this week? So we went down to Wembley. Uh, we stayed in Wembley in a nice little Airbnb, uh, but we didn't. I we did. I did fuck up a little bit here because I we did show up at Wembley the day England were playing Italy, but not to watch that game. Not to watch that game. No, but, but Wembley was. Oh, I'm not interested. Busy, but, I imagine. Wembley was fucking busy, yeah. <laughs> and we showed up at like just pre-game, just as the schools were kicking out as well. It was fucking chaos. Uh, so yeah, fuck. So fuck that one up slightly, but never mind. But no, we went to go see a show at Soho. Uh, what was the, the show? show? It was Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. The Harry Potter show. Halloween is almost upon us, as we say. We have got some Halloween themed stuff coming up. What is this? So we've seen all the films. I'm I'm not a fan. Not gonna lie. I've seen them all. I'm not a fan. Um, I don't get it. I think maybe I was I was. I was a bit too old to get it. I imagine your wife, bit too young to get it. But <laughs> what's the deal? What is this? Is this a? Does this carry on the story? Is it the same? Is Harry Potter in it? What is this? It is. Yeah, Harry Potter is in it. Uh, it is. Is it's a continuation of the, the Harry Potter verse, shall you say? Uh, and it's set. Tw- I think twenty years uh, from the end of the Deathly Hallows. I've okay, only recently been. Uh, yeah, no, he's middle aged, but he's like our age by now. Yeah. Fucking middle aged. I will tell you okay. what, he's fucking. He's had enough. I'm telling you now. Middle management has got to Harry Potter he's, badly. He's like us, I imagine. He's got three kids. One of them's a bit of a twat, if I'm honest. Is he uh, still going to Hogwarts? Because that'd be weird. No, he's he's. Like I say, he's middle management now. He's not. He's not got the top job. At, is it the Ministry of Magic, I think? I was going to say, is he still doing wizarding or is he like just getting about he's... now, like working in an office or what? <laughs> he has basically got an office job. And like I said, he is middle management and he's just fucking, he's just fucking sick of it all. He, he's he's had enough and he, he comes home, he's stressed. He has to deal with his kids. He doesn't want to. Um, He's just a bit, and he, he has got that bit of a thing of, I'm for Harry fucking Potter, so I shouldn't have to do this. Oh. Can't, what can't happens then? Is he like, it? Is he so? Does something magical happen, or is it just about him like realizing that it's shit once you're old and the magic stops when you're an adult, or is that what's the deal? No, it's more about his kid, one of his kids. Uh, I mean, it's called the cursed child. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too much because it is mm-hmm. the start of this run in Soho as well. We were there on the first night, which was quite nice. All right. Uh, so yeah, it's about his uh, a cursed child. So it's kind of about like the next generation coming through and then having to deal with what's come before and you know having maybe slightly overbearing parents. Okay. Uh, I imagine how Seth will feel about me when he's older. Uh, so it'll, yeah, it'll be good. Cur- he was think. cursed the moment he was born. Really, bless him. Not his But it was very enjoyable indeed, and honestly, the. I don't know, special effects? I don't know what theatre, I don't know what yeah, you call them. The the special effects are fucking fantastic. It is a really, really good show. Uh, we were fucking high up, though. We were on the balcony. It was... <laughs> you couldn't be up there unless you were over 12, for a start. 
Oh, did she so have Peyton, to, did she have so to Peyton just got in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, because it was fucking steep. And it was, we did have lots of fun watching people absolutely trying to fucking absolutely stack it. Because people are there just getting fucking Pringles and wine and all that shit and trying to carry it along and just fucking stacking it down these steps. What do you way. like at a show then? I, I quite like the theatre. I haven't been for a little while, but I, I'm not... I'm not a big getter of snacks and drinks and all that paraphernalia when I go to the cinema or the theatre and things like that. Because you hear people munching and rustling and opening stuff. Did you have... I imagine you had everything. Like, you were out. Now, first night, (laughs) with T-shirts and everything. Now, first night, I was a little bit... I didn't know what to expect. I was a bit anxious and, you know... I wanted it to be good for Peyton and I wanted it to have a good night. So I was, I didn't like, I didn't get any food, any drinks. I was just getting our seats, get there. I, like, cause we were, were a little bit rushed. Cause the same, cause Wembley was fucking pumping and then we had to get, you know, Wembley to Soho was like 30 minutes on the, on the underground. Okay. So it was a little bit rushed and I was just a little bit anxious. So I didn't really do anything apart from enjoy the show. Second night, completely overconfident, straight in, well, straight to the bar. Largest glass of red wine you've got, please. I'll take that kind of Pringles as well. Oh, fuck it. While you're at it, I'll have some Maltesers. Let's get it all in. Uh, that's yeah. what it, but then that sums you up, doesn't it? Because <laughs> life is a stage. Someone a lot more famous than me said that. And you are from one to the other. Like that imposter syndrome that like worried, not worried, but like you want things to go well and, and like anxious in a certain way. And then the opposite. Balls out. <laughs> Give me the wine, my good man, and I'll tell yeah. you all about it while you pour it. Yeah. Like, you are one or the other. There's no middle ground, is there? <laughs> no. No, completely anxious to overconfident in one. From part one to part two. Uh, yeah, feet up on the chairs, all that kind of stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> no, I just felt a bit more comfortable with my surroundings on the second night and enjoyed it a little bit more. Were you, I'd say I've not been for a little while, but like things annoy me in places like that. Like if in a packed theatre, fair enough. But if I go to the cinema, I don't want to sit next to anyone except the person I've gone to the cinema with. I don't want to sit with anybody else. If you come and sit near me and there are other empty seats in the cinema, you're a prick. What are you doing? Why sit near me? As I say, I don't like hearing people eat at the best of times, let alone in a quiet cinema. I hate that. Um, People... Who t- who talk during the film annoying? I don't like. Even, I don't want to talk to the person I've gone to the cinema with. This is not. I'm not here to explain things to you. It's not. We're not doing a podcast on it while I'm watching it. Shut the fuck up and watch it. I'll talk to you about it on the way home. I'm very particular about that. I don't mind talking during the previews, the trailers and stuff like that. People who then who shush people who talk through the trailers are pricks. It's the trailers. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> you've missed nothing um, yeah there's lots of little things that wind me up at the cinema I'm old now this is the problem yeah you, you, you're middle aged like Harry Potter eh? you've yeah you've had I enough I'm kind of in the middle and I am things wind me up <laughs> uh, but yeah it was very it was it was completely packed out there wasn't a really annoying American guy behind us that was my other thing like just people in general, like American people are going to be annoying. Little kids are going to be annoying. This is going to sound pop. Nah, I was going to maybe sound a bit sexy, so I'll change it. But people like people who laugh 
too loud, just that little bit too loud at a joke. <laughs> That's annoying. Like, have a little laugh. Brilliant. If something's funny, I'm not saying don't laugh. But people who laugh. Oh, laugh there was one, yeah, there, there was a couple of that. There was one guy who kept on shouting, you're a wizard, Harry. And you're like, fuck, like, you're not funny, mate. Like, you no. did it about four times. And every time, like, shut, shut up. You're a dickhead. You're an absolute dickhead. Uh, yeah, the American guy behind us was really annoying as well. Uh, but thankfully, I don't know what happened, but he wasn't there on night two, so that was... that was Maybe he thought it was just relief. That was it? Oh, no, he loved it. Uh, he did, actually. There was someone... So it is over two nights, which plays usually aren't. Uh, but there was... And they split that in... It's kind of in four parts, really, so they have a little interval in between. There was one guy who legit was like, oh, shit, is this done? After, like, an hour, and was just getting off. And we're like, it's definitely not done, like... No, you'd want more than an hour for... Uh, yeah, you want more. Yeah, they're not going to split it over two nights if it's fucking two hours long. Uh, but we're yeah, there's more podcast now. Because <laughs> we haven't talked about any neighbours yet. No, we're a good 17 minutes in and not... Some people, sometimes I listen to podcasts and I give it 10 minutes and then turn it off if I got fed up. So people might be doing that today. They might do, but it still counts as a listen for us. So we're okay. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Should we take another box and talk about some neighbours? Let's talk about some neighbours. But if you are in London... Go see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It is a very enjoyable two evenings. And it is two evenings, and you will be charged twice for it. Just FYI. Uh, make sure you're aware of that, uh, because I wasn't until they came to pay <laughs> <Bayless laughs> They're like, yeah, one show, pay for it twice, cunts. But no, it's very good. It was worth the money, absolutely. So uh, There you go. go see it. Especially if you get the cheap seats like I did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some neighbours. So we've watched these on Amazon Freebie, just like me on the go in London, watching them on my mobile phone. You can watch it on your laptop, on your smart TVs, all that shit. Amazon Freebie's got it all. Uh, we watched episodes 8,920 to 8,923. Don't think the maths on that adds up right, but... Oh, I think you're right. Oh, no, it does, doesn't it? It's only right. Yeah, well done. Yeah, well done, me. Uh, first thing I want to talk about this evening... Misha Barton. Let's talk about Misha Barton. Okay. So, her and Byron are officially a couple now. Sounds like it. Looks like it. She's meeting well, his mum. Exactly. He's fucking having brunch with Jane. She's like, oh, I've been in this hotel room shagging you for a couple of weeks now. I've only... Shall I meet some other characters? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, that's exactly what it felt like. That's all. She pretty much said that as well. <laughs> Can I go and play with some other people now, please? Because I've I've only done scenes of you or, or Paul Robinson at this point. Yeah. So. And all those scenes were the same. If she was with Byron, she was like, quite like you. Don't know if we should though. Okay, let's do it. And with Paul, <laughs> it was don't really like you. Start doing your job right, or else. They're the two things she's done so far. Yeah, so she wanted to do something different this time. So she goes to meet Jane for brunch. I thought they were going to have brunch at just like Byron's house or like Jane's house, whatever. But no, they actually go out for brunch. And I complained a lot last week about Misha Barton's costume. Uh, Adam, you thought it was absolutely fine. I, I want to know why you, why you were so annoyed and so like <laughs> you were writing letters to fucking Ofcom and shit like that. I was like, <laughs> but I want to know what you thought about. Can you remember what Misha Barton showed up in for brunch? I can't go on. She showed up in a, when you tell me. Sorry, go on. She showed up in a jacket. It's a nice kind of business jacket. It's got. Are you really nice... into jackets this week? 
No, no, I'm really into jumpers this week. You've got a jumper on. I'm a jumper on. Sleep. Let's talk about jumper. So, we all <laughs> talk about some neighbours then for a second. Shit, I had to shut that <laughs> shit down. So, you're wearing a jumper right now after the, the episode last week, Jumpers for Gigolos, um, and you, where you professed your love for the jumper, your newfound love for the jumper. And you're wearing mm-hmm. a jumper this week. What colour is this jumper? It is a black jumper. So you've gone, you've gone classic black. Classic you, black. So you, like we spoke last week, you said the V-neck jumper was not for you. You were more the round crew neck kind of thing, and you've stuck stuck to your guns with that when you've gone for it. You've rolled your sleeves up in your, of your jumper for why? Why are you doing this? I don't know. Because I, I, I would say, I would say a jumper is a long sleeve garment. Uh, but I do, I do the same with shirts though as well. I, I roll this, I roll the shirts up. I don't know. I just think up jumper sleeves. I don't know. I, I feel I, like that negates the jump. No. <laughs> Cut some of this out. I don't know where I'm fucking going with this shit. But I think, and I don't want to trump. I I think I've got nice looking arms. What the fuck are you talking about? They're not. <laughs> We have spoke on this very podcast a few times about you having fucking little shorty arms. Now, they are but little shorty arms. arms, but I think what so helps is nice. me rolling up the sleeves kind of creates an optical illusion, shall we say, that my arms are actually fairly normal length. So I think it, it helps with my look. It, it, it bumps me up a notch on the... People generally roll up their sleeves to do something, though, and you're just doing... Or is it, like, if you're doing work, are you at work now, so have you rolled up your sleeves? I mean, I'm always doing something. I'm always doing something. I'm always up to something. I'm always... Yeah. It's very... Like I said, it's very rare that I clock off. I'm always looking to host something or... True. Or to be in I charge. I like the black jumper, though. It's just simple, classic kind of look, isn't it? How much was it? Three and a half thousand pounds? No, this was actually a charity shop find. Oh, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> that ties in with this week's Neighbours. It certainly does, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. I like last question. It. Sorry, last question yeah. about the jumper. I promise yep. it's the last question about jumper. We spoke last week. You got you are now getting enjoyment from jumpers. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying that jumper? And if so, how much out of five are you enjoying it? Ooh, right. Well, let's don't say ooh like that. Was a fucking brilliant question. It was ridiculous in every way. <laughs> I'm gonna give. So it is very soft inside. It's Have got, you got anything under that underneath that jumper. Are you just no, wearing of a straight not. jumper. Skin on skin on jumper. That's what you want. I feel like that's worried. <laughs> I, if I did have a minor complaint with this, is that the the ring neck on this is not as the quality of that part is not as good as the actual jumper. Okay. So like the ring net is slightly uncomfortable. So you which can't will... give it a five out of five for enjoyment. I can't then. give what it a five it? out of five. I'm going to have to give it a four in this. Still it, pretty good. Yeah, it sits well. It's it's classic black. It's very comfortable. Yeah, the ring net just slight lets it down. So, so um, there you go, guys. That is this week's jumper. Uh, join <laughs> us again next week. Uh, we have been the Neighborhood Rewatch Podcast. See you later, dickheads. Do I need to get a jun- Do I need to get a jingle for the jumpers? Jumper jingle, yeah, definitely. Jumper jingle. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> So Misha Barton is wearing a jumper. No, she's not. She's wearing a jacket. She's wearing a business suit jacket. So she's tied to wear underneath a woolly jumper with it. And she also decides that she's going to do that classic 1920s gangster thing and not put her arms in the jacket. Oh, she does. She looks like a mafia boss at one point. She does. Yeah, she does. (laughs) Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. There's just... Put your arms in. So you don't think that's good brunch attire? Is that what you're saying? Not at all, no. 
No. What are you wearing pro- to a brunch? Yeah, probably a nice shirt or a jumper, I imagine. <laughs> Any fucking excuse now. <laughs> but not white. You don't want to wear white at a brunch because you've got egg yolk, you've got avocado. Yeah, agreed. If, you know, hollandaise sauce, maybe. Sometimes a bit of paprika going on as well as a bit of seasoning. You don't want any I think as well, because she's meeting Jane, Byron's mum, obviously. I think you want to dress for that. So you want to come across like a nice, um, a, a good girl for your... Approachable. For the, yeah, approachable for the, for the son. If you're dressing like some sort of mob boss, I don't know if that's a good look. No. But it does it, go quite well. It does go quite well as brunch. It does. I, like, yeah, Misha, like... She's meeting the mother-in-law here. Like, I feel like Misha's very much of the opinion, you're meeting me, not the other way around. Do you and think? I, yeah, I didn't like that. But then you I like... What? I think, because Misha has obviously come across like the Sinclair. She's like the, the rich bitch and all that kind of stuff. She's in charge. Um, but I think we saw her at the beach and we saw her like having the pie and that. And now we're seeing her just having a regular brunch with Jane and having a walk around Ramsey Street. I don't. I didn't think I'd say this. I am warming to Misha Barton a little bit. Wow. Although she has, she does annoy me later on. But we'll get to that. <laughs> so yeah, Jane gave. I, I did like that. Jane like. Jane gave a shit straight away. Jane was she, wary, wasn't she? She was like, yeah. "Hang on, this seems a bit weird." And this is the first time I've actually warmed to Jane. Like we've said last week that we fucking hate Jane. I still uh, hate Jane. Yeah, but I did warm to her a little bit because she did give Misha Barton shit and going like. What are you doing, my son? I thought you're not hanging around. Why are you getting in a relationship with him? Why am I meeting you for brunch? What was Misha's you answer you to this? Is she hanging about? What was the deal? She kind of just brushed it off like, well, I don't know what my contract says, so... Yeah, she... <laughs> it wasn't clear if she's sticking or twisting at this stage. I think she said speak to my publicist. I, think I hate when people say that. Fucking winds me right up. <laughs> uh, but she does endear herself to Jane by going, are oh, you having some problems with the school? I'll call some shit for you. Don't worry. I'll... Is that what she said? Yeah, that's what she said. I miss She's that. She's like, I'll sl- I can slow down the process for you and put some spanners in the works. So I'm good at causing shit. That's what I do. I'm Misha Bart and I cause what shit. What's she meaning by giving Therese some shit? Is that how she's going to slow it all down? Yeah, she's going to slow it all down on that side. She's going to put okay. some red tape in there. Okay. So, so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Jane likes it now. And she's like, uh, I wish she wasn't kind of... You know, probably not staying around for that long. but And a bit old. And not, yeah. Yeah, completely different to you, Byron. But whatever, you're happy. So you're getting your rocks off at least. So yeah, happy for you, son. Off we go. Go Uh, Go on. So yeah, Misha Barton does get to see the famous Ramsey Street. And we get a nice little scene of her going, look, it's the famous Ramsey Street. And I'm here. It's very obvious she's never seen an episode of Neighbours at this point. (laughs) Uh, so Byron takes her back to his place. This annoyed me. This really, and I know, I know the same thing would have annoyed you, Adam. We get it. It's a share house. It's Mackenzie. It's Haz. Yeah. They're all young, single. Yeah. Byron, you know, he's he's a gigolo and he's working in a hotel. He's not right? even a gigolo anymore. Never he's just a regular guy. He it's works at the guy. hotel. He's doing shift work. I get that it's not going to be pristine. Yeah, and there might be need a bit of tidying up, but that that amount of pizza boxes was fucking ridiculous. I get that they probably made it a game at one point, and that was it, wasn't it? It's like a student house when you used to steal a cone or something, and we've got this cone in our house, and it was how many pizza boxes can we stack up? 
But I felt I I know what you mean. They they tried so hard to make it seem like a college house, or it felt like it was supposed to be a college house when none of the people who live there are at college. You've got. Byron, former gigolo, but now works as a concierge or whatever at the hotel. I'm not sure what his exact job is. He does have a name tag, though. Um, has successful business owner of Harold yeah. Cafe, doing pretty well for himself. You must be to run that business. Mackenzie is a lawyer, apparently. They're, she must be on a fair fucking whack. Why have they made it seem like they're all fucking idiots who are just bumming around doing shifts every so often and eating pizza out over the sink so they don't spill any crumbs? They tried far too hard to make it seem like this is not Misha Barton's world and it wound me up a little bit. Yeah, because there's no way Misha Barton... Like, she looks... She goes in that house, looks at a pizza box and goes, we're not fucking shagging here. No, you wouldn't be. There's Should no we go back way to a nice she... hotel where they change the sheets every night? Yeah. It's obvious, isn't it? And But then Haz has got Billy coming round all the time and he hasn't tidied up. If you've got a girl coming round your house or a guy, if you are if you are a girl, you're tidying up, aren't you? Like, this yeah. isn't... This isn't news to Byron or Has or whatever. Like they, he's been with Misha Barton for a bit. He's been with this Billy girl for a bit. Tidy up your house. You, they would have tidied up their house a little bit. Yeah, ridiculous. There was Again, literally he's... Trevor's shit on the on the sofa at one point. Misha Barton was like the shit everywhere. Exactly. She's not fucking. She's steaming off there. She's not fucking yeah. hanging around for that. She's she's getting the fucking limo around. Get get her back to her safe hotel. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. They were trying far too hard with this. Uh, but yeah, B- Misha has seen Byron's world officially now. Uh, so the first thing she does is take him straight back to her hotel and go right. Enough of that. I've had a nice tour now. It's it's full of shit and pizza boxes. Don't want uh, don't want anything to do with that anymore. But then, so the the back of the hotel, and she she sees the the maids. I think it's the maids. They found a necklace because this is where we're moving on to now. Byron mm-hmm. and Misha are fine. Until she fucks off. They're fine for now. But she she sees that they've got this necklace and she's like, that's, that looks like a necklace that I've seen before. That's a, that's a sun necklace. And I have this moon necklace. I haven't had it for the first month of the show where I've been in most of the episodes because I'm such a big name. But now here is a moon necklace and this matches the sun necklace. And here is my next storyline. Go. Yeah, it, this means everything to me. This is it. I've got a box filled with necklaces that I look at and never wear them. A bit like Susan. Like Susan's got had that as well. I look at these <laughs> necklaces and rings and whatnot a lot, but I never wear any of them. This is the moon that goes with that sun. Who do you think the sun necklace belongs to? What's the deal um, with it? It's clearly well. She keeps on seeing this blonde woman, mm. and assuming it's either a mum or a stepmum. Okay. And it, yeah, this this cheap bit of jewelry, and that's not. Let's be real, it's a cheap bit of jewelry. Uh, means the world to her, apparently. And yeah, I think she. So she sees the the maid with this going. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I'm gonna fucking steal this. Yeah. And then she goes, "Oh, I'm only joking. I'm not really." And like, you definitely are. That's surely one of the perks of being a hotel worker is that you get to steal. One of the best think? things about me working at the Trafford Centre. Uh, I'm not going to name the company, but I worked there for six years. I had a fucking great time. It was great. Best thing about 
Nickens the profit center is people leaving the shopping uh, at the end of the shift go right i'm having this thank you you very are much. the worst human <laughs> i hope this is a joke no 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 it's they're never coming back for it so you just take yeah what's wrong with that it's perk of the job Adam is shocked by this. I'm just worried that someone's going to hear this and we're all going to get cancelled or arrested. I say we. These are his views, not mine. Arrested <laughs> for stealing things. I've not stole anything. It's it's lost property. It's not yours. Yeah, but they're not coming back for it. And what if they did? It's, it's, nice... it's in your house. If it's a nice jumper and it fits me, I'm having it. Fair enough. Well... This... well you know, like, if it's too big for me, I'm not just going to take stuff for the sake of taking stuff. But there was a bit of a jumble sale almost going on in the in the office. And then, you know, you just kind of, if something comes in a small size, that was mine. Because the other male mine. Well, you're kidding yourself either, again, there. Yeah. No, I was always wearing small, even when I was a bit fat. I know, it was fucking worrying. We tried yeah. to sell you. But like, well, painted on. I was not as fat as some of the other managers. So anything medium up was theirs. That's fine. Wow. Well, anything small was that, and anything for females was for the girls, and sometimes me. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's a perk of the job, that. I feel uh, like you've, I, I don't want. I don't want to contribute to this conversation because I feel like you. You know, this was a long time ago, and I've learned since then. I'm a better person now, and the hotel is better in this regard because what they do, and probably what I should have done all those years ago was donate all that stuff to charitable causes. So they... Okay, here's my issue. Because this this now goes on for another episode and a half, this storyline of Richard mm-hmm. Barton trying to get his necklace back. Why didn't she go up to the maid and go, that's mine? Yeah, that's mine. I'm Richard Barton. Uh, can I have my necklace? Own hotel. Look, look, I've got the other bit. I'm literally wearing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's my necklace. Like, if they could make a game show out of it. <laughs> it could be called That's My Necklace. And when she sees the necklace, she just shouts, That's My Necklace. And then they give her the necklace. I don't see, like, because so she lets it go. Yeah, she lets she, it play out. But she doesn't realize it's gone to this charity until she goes to see Paul and she says, What did he do with all the lost and found stuff? He says it's gone to the charity. So already this has gone too far. She could have gone, Anyone handed a necklace in? and sorted it straight away. Instead, yeah, we've got another not. fucking episode of harassing round at the fucking charity shop where fucking Leo works on a Saturday. He's got a fucking vineyard. He's Saturday's got a his busiest day. It, it makes no sense that Leo works at the charity shop. Where's his fucking kid as well? Always Sadie. Always with Sadie. But he's, he's, he's a single parent from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. He's never with his kid. No, I actually don't think we've seen a scene of him with his child. No, I'm worried that of the because we we this is how it works on neighbours. It's who's booked in that day. Did they mm. never book them two in on the same day? Because he is <laughs> never with that fucking kid. No, never. she's not in it a lot because she's like three or something. Sadie's with her a bit. He's always, can you pick her up? Can you do that? That. But why would he? It's a Saturday. Even if like you're having a day off or whatever, instead of being with his kid that day. He's lumping boxes around the charity shop. And later, on, and later on, he complains about being massively short-staffed. Which we'll talk. He gets, so he needs to get someone new in. We'll talk about that. But so he's because he's, he's got a whiskey launch going on. He's not got enough staff working there, and he's asking about a fucking 
Bernardo's or whatever the fuck it is. It's not. It's, it's, so, it's Sonia's yeah, it's Sonia. or whatever it's fucking yeah, called. Yeah, it's Sonia's foundation. He's he's arsing around looking through all these fucking donations. Like, you know, it's, it's great that he wants to do that, but... Charity begins at home. Look after <laughs> your kid, please. Yeah. Um, so Misha Barton's asking about there. She's saying, where's all the stuff? Um, where's all the necklaces and that? He sees... She finds it. Long story short. Yeah. She, she finds the necklace. Yeah, she she spends ages looking around. And Leo's a bit like, why do you want to look around? She's like, oh, I just like finding jewellery. And again, this doesn't make any sense, right? Because isn't the whole point of like charity shops is that you pay money for the stuff? So you get the stuff for free. Well, and that's then how the pay shop money gets for money for the charity. Yeah. 100% profit margin there. Yeah. On that. But they're just letting a route round. They're not even putting this stuff in the shop. Yeah, just have a look. Just take what you fucking want. Makes no sense. No, it doesn't. That's not I don't how know why they did it like that. Shop. Yeah. Especially when we've said, oh, it'd be good if a couple of storylines had a bit more t- meat to them or if some other things happened for maybe some other characters. Instead, they've wasted an episode and a half of Misha Barton arsing around a charity shop. And I don't think they needed to do that. No, not at all. Well, you could just told us why that drill would have meant something if to her. If you've got Misha Barton for a fucking day and a half, I would I'd be doing more with her than fucking charity shops. Come on. Yeah, and fucking jumble sales. Looking for <sighs> And then like they even draw it out going, Oh, she can't find it. Oh, oh wait a minute, it's on the floor. Yeah. Just as she thought. She episode, her storyline is that in that episode is looking it's like deal or no deal, and she's looking at opening all these boxes looking for this fucking necklace. <laughs> oh no, that's not the right one. And then there it is at the end. Yeah. And then she goes back. This is a this is a thing that, she, that I've noticed they do a lot with Misha Barton and some of the other characters. I don't know who's directing these episodes, but the pausing too long on people looking thoughtful at the end of a scene <laughs> to try and make it think, oh, what's going on? They're spending just a second or two extra where someone stares into fucking space. Yeah, I think what they need to do go in is re-edit those episodes. Refix them. You refix them, refix yeah. those episodes. What I learned is you got to get out quick, out of scenes. Not like this podcast, which rambles on about bullshit for far too long. Actual <laughs> scenes, you got to get in, do the magic, get out. They're not doing that on Neighbours. No, they are dragging it out a lot. Let's not drag that storyline out anymore. Let's no, talk about look, a different one. Yeah, actually, I did want to ask you about Drool, though. Fucking I don't think... we're worse than them. I know. I don't think I've ever seen you wear any jewellery. Is there a reason for jewelry? that? Jewellery? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you with any sort of piece of jewellery. No. The only, the I suppose it, it kind of is jewelry. I, I sometimes wear um, bracelets um, okay. that have like healing qualities and calming qualities. I'm doing the air quotes because that is obviously bullshit. Um, but sometimes it's nice to believe in things that aren't true. Um, God, Santa, <laughs> you know, that neighbors will get better. Um, stuff like that. So I do wear them. I wear them a lot for work because it's a reminder for me to stay calm when I am at work. So I do sometimes wear them for work. Um, I I stopped wearing them for a little while because I felt like I was quite calm. Work is currently shit and stressful, so I have started wearing them again. Um, I'm glad I asked that question now because that is a nice little insight into the world of Adam and something I did not know about you. That is it. I, I... Went through a stage of, I still, I still like it a little bit of like, um, not spiritual stuff, because again, I'm doing the air quotes, that's all bullshit. Um, but sometimes it's nice to believe stuff like that. And I do that a little bit. Um, so I, I had a 
couple of bracelets that were in theory supposed to help me stay calm. I'm going to start wearing them in future for this fucking podcast. <laughs> I, on the other hand, used to wear far too much jewellery. You were like fucking, I'm going to say it, I don't even care, we might get cut off. You were full on, Jim will fix it at one point. <laughs> How old's Peyton again? I'm joking. <laughs> You had like a medallion at one point, didn't you? I did have a bit of a medallion. I also had, and this is just so bad. This is. I know, like, I know. I already know what you're going to say. I'm raising my bottle to cheers this because it's, it's the worst. It's so cringe. Be more of a fucking geek, please. I know. I mentioned before the Lord of the Rings films. Well, I did at one point carry around the one ring on my neck like Frodo. What a fucking loser. How did I ever get have sex with, with women? Like, what a fucking loser. I don't know. Oh my god! Like you, you don't wear you know, that anymore. Where's that ring now? I have since you got that ring, uh, but I don't wear it. No, but it is worth quite a lot of money, so I don't want to get get rid of it. I don't want to give it to a charity shop. No, fuck that shit. No. Um, yeah. What else? Rings? Have you got rings on your fingers and gold? I mean, I have shape? a wedding ring now. That that's, doesn't count. That that's it now these days. I'm 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 a strip backed. Have you ever had um, your ears pierced or anything? No, I did massively want my ear pierced when I was a teenager. I I went through a stage of wanting them both pierced. I think David Beckham got them done or something. But then yeah. I also really wanted my eyebrow pierced like Jay from Five at one point. <laughs> I've wanted that for a long, long time. I thought I could... De- like, Jay was always my favourite from Five. Um, and I thought, you know... I, I Jay could... was the one who rapped, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought, if I get that, I'm, you know, straight up gangster. So never did because it would it would hurt a little bit and it would look shit. So I never <laughs> did it. Never got anything pierced. I'm pretty sure I probably tried to pierce my own ear as a kid as well. I imagine I probably like went into my mum's little jewelry box and tried like just fucking. I can imagine you doing that because you because we. Kn- I was going to say we know this about you. We, me, and the listeners. I feel like I speak for the listeners because you're mental and I've got to like call you on things and say hang on. But you are a huge uh, George Michael fan, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That was, and he was definitely because of that as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I, I, was... lo- I love George. I, I love George. George is brilliant. But I, I found George through you. I think. <laughs> I think I did. Like I was aware of George, but not in that kind of no George kind of way. And yeah. like I found him because you had I remember being at your house and you had like the Wham Greatest Hits mm-hmm. you had like the you had the Faith album I don't know if the album was called Faith but you had that it one you had the then you had the Greatest Hits and everything I remember borrowing them on CD from you and recording them all because <laughs> I was like actually I fucking love all this and that was that was you that yeah absolutely George George Michael's catalog is stellar. We've we've said actually no, I don't want to say this actually because I don't want people no, to steal don't, it. And I, no, no, I can read your fucking mind what you're gonna say. Don't say it because someone will steal it. Yeah, but we, me and Adam actually no, you had the idea, but I'm I'm in too late. I'm in I'm in on this. You could be you. a consultant on it, I think. Yeah, we have got a great idea to do with George yeah. Michael that will be a massive hit at some point yeah. in the future. Uh but anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, fucking anyway. Hell, nothing to do with it. This is going to be two hours long. We're going to have to release this in four fucking parts with intervals as well. <laughs> hey guys, this is Marissa, the OG and the best Summer Hoyland, and you're listening to the OG and the best Neighbours podcast, the Neighbourhood Rewatch. 
we'll talk about Mac. Because this yes. kind of bleeds in from the last storyline. So Haz, like you said, Haz is chilling with a really hot Billy. Right. <laughs> She's so hot. If we don't get her on, I, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> She's so... Oh, yeah, she's fabulous. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's, she's hanging around. That sounded around so pervy, but so true as well. Don't care. <laughs> but she's hanging around. I mean, Haz is a good-looking guy. Like he's, right. Yeah. He is. He's a very good-looking good guy. Uh, he wears, like, cool clothes and stuff like that. Successful businessman. He's got the, the cafe and everything. I said after the first week on, I think it was the first week, that he was my favourite new newbie. He was my favourite new character. Mm-hmm. I think he's a prick now. <laughs> I cannot stand this guy. He has done, he has done the classic JK, hasn't he? For, at first, he was dead anxious, unsure, eager to please. He's been getting a bit of steady sex. He's a fucking absolute maniac now. What an <laughs> arsehole. And here's the thing. If you're, if you're getting some brilliant... Don't rub it in everyone else's fucking face, though, especially people who aren't. Like, yeah. So Max like know. struggling a bit. She's she's on the apps and she's met. She's like trying to sort out this. She's meeting up with someone who he ends up not showing whoever it was. Um, and all the time, has is like, "How's your date going?" We're shagging back at the house. <laughs> he's just he's just an asshole, and because he knows that Mike, like Sadie was. Saying, listen, Mac likes you. Do you yeah. like Mac? There's clearly something between you. So he's not like he's completely fucking blind to it. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, yeah. And again, she's a widow. Go fucking easy on this poor girl. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not acting well at all. Right. And he's got, he, he starts like pulling faces as well because so Mac, the date, she does get ghosted at this date, but she does bump into another guy. She gets pissed, first of all. She gets very pissed very quickly. Uh, what, 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 we spoke last time about Byron's drunkness, the acting of that. What did you think of Max? Because someone's been drunk the last two weeks now. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you about the week before. Maybe someone the week before as well. Um, Carl and Susan, probably, pissheads. Um, <laughs> Mac, pissed. What did you make of this? I thought she was quite good. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good as well. It was a lot more believable because she was drinking quite fast, and then mm-hmm. she gets up, and then that's when it hits you, isn't it? All of a sudden, she's when like, it was oh, time she... to go home. She was a bit whoa. Yeah, she was a bit. Yeah, I thought it was good. But yeah, she'd already bumped into this guy who yeah, had a nice little chat, and then he's kind of hanging around. They they do this thing where he's looking from far away just to just to let you know he's a bit dodgy. Yeah, I didn't quite know where they were going with this at first. I was a little Didn't bit you? Yeah, I thought it was oh. taking a bit more of a sinister turn. Uh, but no, he's, his name is Ed, and he is a good egg. He is Ed, the good egg. Can oh, we get this guy on? Can we? We'll try. We'll, we'll try. We'll you try. know what? Good looking lad. Yeah, again, good looking lad. Super good looking lad, just to even it up. Billy, smoking hot. Ed, handsome guy. I like him because he's he's not a huge guy. He seems like quite a... Slim, kind of built, kind of guy, but really cool guy. He looks like he might have a band. Yeah, definitely. He's got, he's got slightly longer hair, so it kind of like falls. This is what I'm going for recently. I'm trying to grow (laughs) mine out a little bit. I, I, I'm gonna go try and go full Ed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm too old for it, really, but I'm gonna go for it anyway. (laughs) Not bothered. Yeah, I like him at this stage, but he seems a little bit like there's something not. Yeah, he's telling us everything. He does the right thing. You know, he gets Mackenzie home safely. Uh, 
yeah, well done, Ed. Well done, Ed. But we see Holly at work, just fucking around on her phone, not doing the work she should be doing. And she's looking at old videos with her ex-boyfriend who we've heard about. I can't remember his name. It's a weird one. It's not. It begins with Ed. That's the whole point. Does it? Ed. And then it's Eden is her oh. boyfriend. Oh, you are fucking mad. No, and you know what? I'm glad because you said, oh, I didn't know where this was going. It was very obvious from minute one where this was going. And you haven't done this on this new chapter. You haven't completely fucking missed something um, as badly as this. <laughs> and there, there it is. There you go. There we go. Oh, of course it was Eden. Yeah, Ed. He's a good Ed. egg. Yeah. Uh, he is Holly's ex, as we see. You know, that for for the normal people for the, the normal people that it was fairly obvious, but just to really hammer it home for the thickos like me, they yeah. show a video of Holly and Ed or Eden yeah. on the beach together having a great time. She's we, a- we actually know what went wrong. It was just kind of we were they were travelling and it went wrong. It's it went what wrong. I've yeah. got from it so far. Yeah, Holly's just like, Oh, you're treating me badly and it was I, she's been through a tough time is what they like to say. Byron said it about five times now about it, her. Yeah. She Here's the thing, though, so far. Fine. Ed, from what I can tell, is a good egg. Yeah. Holly, from what I've seen of her, I quite like her as a character, but she's a bit of a fucking mess. I'm starting to think she was the problem, not Ed at this stage. <laughs> Maybe. We'll, 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 we will find out because next thing, we, we know that Leo's short-staffed. Yep. So Sadie is like, wait a minute, Mackenzie, you've just met Ed for a coffee. He said he works in hospitality and he needs a job. Hook that shit up. So she does. And he, he shows up for the interview. And he's like, Leo's like, right, you, you show up the interview. You've got the job. Well, can you've got you great hair. You've got the job. Yeah. Can you start now? And he's like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Let's start now. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I'll meet you back here in five minutes. Here's an apron. Start pouring wine, dickhead. He works at the vineyard now. He works at the vineyard now. Uh, so Sadie and Holly want to scope out this guy they're like oh yeah he sounds like a great guy Mackenzie's getting she's trying not to get her hopes up but she can't help herself here I quite like that I like I think she's played playing this nice I like it because I'm not a huge I'll be honest I'm not a huge Mackenzie fan in general um, but I quite like her in this because she you can tell she's kind of I do like him but I've just been fucked over by Haz my husband died in like before the show got cancelled, so that was a bit shit. And she's kind of like, oh, I don't want to get my hopes up, like you say. I think she's playing it. I like it. It's nice. Yeah. But I'm worried that it's going to end up shit for her. Well, yeah. Well, this is well, at some point, I'm assuming it's going to be next week. So they, they show up to the, the vineyard to check him out, but Holly conveniently gets called away. They do yeah. that thing, which is the old sitcom kind of thing. Someone yeah. goes in, someone comes out, and they're doing that a bit, aren't they? I don't mind it because it's a bit silly. Yeah, but uh, we've not had that reveal of, oh, that's my ex. Well, I'm sure we'll get that next week. But Question, ex- how does Sadie not know that it is? That is very true because surely, like, you would show a picture at some point to yeah. your friends going, oh, I'm dating this guy. Even if you were traveling with him, like, you yeah, would show would have them pictures. Or, like, there's no way, like, her friends wouldn't have Googled him or whatever or Facebook nope. thought him. But she never made the power she's of a only just, She deletes the pictures in this episode, like you say. She says, oh, I've deleted my ex, Eden, he's fucked off now, blah, blah, blah. I've deleted it all. So up until that moment, there were hundreds of pictures of Holly and Eden all over Instagram, Facebook, oh, yeah. whatever. And, th- and I'm guessing she is 
Facebook friends with all her uh, friends. Yeah. So <laughs> there's no way they wouldn't have seen that and know who he was. It's absolute yeah. bullshit. But we will. I'm sure we'll get that dramatic <clears throat> reveal next time. Uh, also, one, one thing I want to talk about as well is that say, and I think this is a first on neighbors. I don't think I don't know how you're going to react to this. I think you you. I think your instant reaction is going to be, yeah. Sadie says. I'm not, I'm, not try, I'm trying not to give anything away. Uh, you can't see away, this. Yeah. I'm full poker face here. So I, what, yeah, go go for it. Watch. So well, Sadie is trying to uh, egg on. See what I did there, Mackenzie to to text Ed. She's like, ah, oh, why don't you text him and say, hey, enjoyed hanging out with you. Why don't we have some sex? And I think that's the first time sex, the word sex, has been said on neighbors. I was surprised to I hear it. I like it. Like I had to, I like I, I looked around like I was doing something naughty. All of a sudden, like, Peyton's getting I, ready, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I, she's just said the word "sex." I should be watching this. Well, she said it in that way as well, where it was kind of, I don't right. Here's the thing with Sadie, at the moment, like hopefully, I, if we can get her on at some point, brilliant, because I want to know what the what the deal is with her. But is she supposed to be a slag? I can't tell. What the deal is, and I don't mean I don't mean Emerald, I don't mean anything like that. But they're making her sound like because she was trying to get Mackenzie to shag has at some point, like, and 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 Mackenzie was like, well, I don't know, we're, we're like we're, we like each other and all that, and she was like, nah, shag him. <laughs> now it's like some like she was she got her on all the apps and she was like shag him, shag him, shag him. She was doing all that, and now there's this new guy who's good-looking lad who seems all right. We don't know if he's dodgy or not. And she's like, shagging. Like, is this because she's been doing a lot of shagging? I don't I don't understand what yeah, the crack that, is that, with her here. Yeah, that is an interesting point because she's very keen to, she's to get so, everyone shagging. I feel like it was too she's much. So, she's so invested in it. But maybe that's... She is Wendy's daughter. Maybe she just likes being a part... Like, being included. Even though she's not included, she likes trying to match make people and, and be included that way. That's how Wendy tried to be when she first... At first, I thought that was what it was, because she was like, oh, I'm trying to get you with this guy and this guy, and she's trying to do something for a friend. But now it just seems like she she wants people to get some. Don't know, maybe they just always kind of need that character on the show. Like, Dee Bliss was that character for so fucking long. True. Amy Greenwood was that character for a long, long time as do well. Do you know... So she was obviously in the show. The character was in the show before the, it, the, it stopped. What was she up to then? We know she killed Mackenzie's husband inadvertently, which has been forgotten. Um, but was she was she like that then? I mean, no, then, she maybe school, she was only then. about 15. I don't yeah. know how old she's supposed to be either because she's not going to school. She's yeah. now the girl's, Abigail's nanny by the looks of it. Yeah, and she's so... getting pissed at the vineyard. Yeah, just to say again, I do not think... The actress who plays this character is a bit like that. I just think the character, I was not prepared for her to say, go and have some sex. Yeah. And again, this is the first time I've ever heard that word on Neighbours. Yeah. It really jolted me. I don't know. I'm a, are we prudes at this point? Like, are we just getting old? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, you're not. You are the worst. You yeah. are. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it says more about us than it does about Sadie. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe yeah. Yeah, but it was uh yeah, it made me stop what I was doing and look round, which <laughs> on a side note, that's on this podcast. Yeah, we've we kinda of talked about that story anyway. On a side note, 
Like I said, when Sadie said the word sex, felt like, oh, I shouldn't be watching Neighbours this week. Every fucking scene with Tony and Therese this week, I was, it's just embarrassing. I can't handle it. It's so watching it through my hands because I've got to for this podcast. So I I can't put my finger on what it is. Is it because they've got no real chemistry? Is it that? They're just, again, I think they're just trying too hard. They're trying too hard. And here's the thing. So are we moving on to that storyline? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. All right, here's the thing. So Therese is this um, high-flying businesswoman kind of type. She's trying to sort out this Irini rising retirement complex thing, uh, which is obviously causing a problem with the school and everything. She has got an office. She wants a showroom. She's talking to government and lawyers and all that kind of stuff. Tony wants wants her to put trackies on and watch a film. Let the woman fucking... Handle her business. Why are you holding her back with your fucking childish house of trouser? I'm so wacky, I wear trackies. <laughs> Didn't even mean to do that. There you go. It's pathetic. I, 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 he's had one day at work since the fucking show started 20 <laughs> episodes ago. He's done one day at work. And now he's, he's just fucking arsing about and he's making her wear trackies. Leave the woman alone. Let her fucking be the best she can be and sort out this fucking high-flying project. Fuck off. Yeah, just let her fucking... Let her, let her handle her business. Uh, because she is trying to sort all this, but, it, you know, this is not going well. Misha Barton started throwing in some fucking curveballs and some spanners for her, so she's trying to fucking deal with them. Uh, and there's also... Before, rewind, rewind slightly here. Re-rewind? Yeah, when, when the crowd says Bo... <laughs> so Tony accuses Paul of still being in love with Therese uh, which there's no fucking reason for that at all and it's it's just it's an embarrassing way to act like this relationship is a such shit foundation well they walk into Paul's office to say it as well like they walk in and he's like Obviously, it was an excuse to get out of the talking to him. He says, oh, I've got a meeting. But you don't go to someone's work and go, do you like my missus or whatever? It was just, oh. Over over the fact that he's letting her have some office space for free. Yeah. Rather than going, that's fucking brilliant. That's saving you some money for this project. Fucking, it's, you know, fucking take the win. Yeah. He's like, no, it means he's still in love with you. He still wants you. Let's go confront him together as a couple. And it was just embarrassing. And Therese didn't look like she wanted to be there the entire time. She's like, what is this fucking man-child that I've married? And here's another one with this. So this is similar to what we said about Leo earlier. It's the fucking weekend. You don't often get a weekend on fucking Neighbours. It's just every day's a day and you never really know. But apparently it's Saturday. He's packed his two fucking kids off to Susan and Carl's as well. So Tony's packed them off. Obviously it's been shaky at the moment. Like Nell's... Um, not really feeling the couple sort of thing of them two at the moment, just like the rest of us, really. Um, <laughs> and she's worried about that. And and Hugo, 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 correct. Hugo saying, "Oh, is it something I've done? Why Mel left and why things are shit?" And they were like, "Nah, it's not." But on the first day, because school started back up again now, apparently, um, the, the Saturday they've packed them off. Not had a family day together to try and bond and get and do something yeah. together. So he's packed them off. Therese is fucking well busy and he's made her 
not do that, which would probably be good to get on with. And instead, he's made aware trackies. There was a scene about trackies. I honestly think it might have lasted about 12 minutes. Oh, no, this this was, like I said, this was embarrassing to watch. Like, it's already... So so when I'm in my in, in my normal life, my non-podcast life, and, you know, yeah. sometimes it slips out that I have a podcast. And you, then... you, you fuck off sometimes. It's <laughs> slipped out. You're going up to people and going, uh, you're handing them the business card. <laughs> rewatch, host of, host of sorts. But it's, so the sell is, like, and then you have to explain that, funny. So people, first thing people go is, what's a podcast? And you're like, well, it's kind of like radio, but it's on demand. Yeah. Okay. And they go, right. Okay. So, so what's it about? And yeah, and you go, here we go. Well, it's kind of just me and my mate and we're just kind of being funny, but we kind of do it about neighbors. And they're like, neighbors, that show from 20 years ago. That's a bit weird, but okay, whatever. And like, yeah, yeah. We're like, we watch the episodes. Then we kind of talk about what's happened. And we, you know, we talk about, about yeah, we talk about our own life experiences and we try and find some humor in it all. And they're like, oh, okay. That's a bit embarrassing i think and then imagine <laughs> like usually if these people are like why the fuck did i ask that first question yeah well, it's then, their fault they asked the question so yeah. so it's already a bit embarrassing to explain all that yeah imagine if then someone went oh I'll watch neighbors see what happening and you see fucking therese and toady on a fucking couch dancing with to a fucking singing about trackies but they're trying it's, to yeah and you, i get why they've done it because because they've tr- People think it's funny. And I, 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 I get for some people, like seeing Therese, who's this high-powered businesswoman, whatever, she always wears her heels. That's kind of her thing. She wears the dress, even though she's just making the tea and she's cleaning up or whatever. I get that. Oh, we've seen her in trackies and she, she did the walk, didn't she, down the stairs in the mm. trackies and then he pulled her and she was wearing a trackies. I get that that was like a little funny moment, but it lasted half an episode and then... The, it, the joke of Therese in trackies continued because they went to the charity shop in trackies. Oh, there's Therese in some trackies. Then they got back and we had to see them watch a film. But there was nothing really, a, a, there was no drama. Yeah, and then you there was get, nothing to it. They oh, watched Tony, a film. Tony cries at films. Yeah. And you're like, oh, does he cry? Oh, he cries at sad films. Does he not cry about any of his dead wives? Like, what? This is it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I, I, they're trying so, they're still trying so hard to ship it to people because nobody, nobody likes it. I've not no. seen anything online from somebody who likes it. Yeah. And it sounds like they're just trying to convince us that these, this quirky couple who are so opposites attract and they're so different and look at all this. But I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't want to see it anymore. I, the sooner this hey, shit ends, the better. Well, this is the thing. I don't think they can keep these two together. I think the reaction is that bad. They'll have to do something about it. And like I said, like they're on such a shit foundation. They've been married three weeks. They've had so many fucking problems already. They're already yeah. lying to each other, keeping stuff from each other. Yeah. Not bonding with as a family. It's like this is sh- this is the most doomed relationship. It's something I never thought I'd say. Go on. I hope Mel comes back next week. <laughs> G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours, and you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. 
though I'd like to know what awards they won. They didn't tell me. You know what? I've made a good return this week. Go on. The blue box. I it's forgot, back. I forgot there for a second. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. oh shit, well, I didn't return this. Oh yeah, it was the blue box. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought we'd plan that, guys. But there you go. <laughs> uh, the blue box is back. What is the blue box for anyone who's not familiar with the blue box? The blue box, and I'm sure you might have something, dear listener, you might have something similar at home. Uh, we've talked about this on previous episodes. Uh, the blue box is a box that is blue that contains sex toys. Yeah. And I did just say the word sex there. I know we don't normally say the word sex on this podcast. So if it's no. made you feel a bit, ugh, then fair enough. I mean, hearing me say that word, probably it definitely sends a, yeah, a shiver down Adam's spine every time. <laughs> but it, yeah, it is the blue box. They've they've mentioned it many years over the time. They have some, they have their, their toys in there, their apparatus. Carl and Susan. I'm just getting all the facts for anyone who's just joined us now. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, you might have something similar at home. Uh, if you do let us know, nah, don't let us know. I don't want to know. What do you do in your house? The, like we we did your box. Yours isn't a blue box. What's your box? It's like a suitcase, isn't it? <laughs> it, it it's a whole. Did you take your blue box on your little weekend week away? No, I did not take. Did you not? No, no. That's being being away is is enough of a thrill as it is. Fuck me. <laughs> so the reason why the blue box has made an appearance on neighbors again is because carl like they've sorted it out apparently they've sorted out all their problems that yep. were there in those first couple of episodes um they're not asked about that anymore harold's fucked off um uh, we've not we're not going to see him again that's obviously confirmed now. but he hasn't fucked off this is what was weird this week i've just reminded myself so we thought he'd fucked off we weren't going to see him again what a shame legend show legend gone um without any real fanfare or anything because we haven't seen him since, but then he kind of gets mentioned that oh, yeah, so he hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, he's like he's going away in a couple of days. Yeah, but like yeah, we've not seen him, and I don't. No. And again, I don't think we will. No, because he lives uh, in their house. Yeah, and we've not seen him. Um, and that's why. So Carl's think Carl says like Harold's fucked off, even though he's not really fucked off. Holly's out doing whatever. Um, so. And we're not fighting anymore, so let's get back on the train. And he starts doing the, the train motion. And mm-hmm. what the train motion means is blue box. It means let's get shagging again. Yeah. Um, it's the train going into the tunnel if you want the visual of it. Ah, of course it is. <laughs> Didn't get that. Um, so he pulls out the blue box. Um, and that is a, it's a great visual. It's a great picture of um, Carl Kennedy holding the blue box and not wearing any clothes. Yeah, it's Why fine. is that fine? But a girl who's probably about 20 saying the word sex, why has that thrown us off? I don't know. Again, it says more about us than he it does. does. <laughs> but yeah, they've been having problems kind of rekindling, like rekindling the, the magic a little bit. They've been trying, but they keep them like, we get, we've got a fucking asshole. We're always getting interrupted. Like Sadie's interrupted him about five different times. Yeah. Uh, so they keep on getting interrupted. And Carl's like, right. Harold's fucked off. Ollie's fucked off. Should we do something? He's like, oh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make some tea. And he's like, fucking hell, she's not getting the message. One way to get the message, get the blue box out. Dick in the box. Off. And then she, she understands straight away. She's on the phone to someone. She understands straight away. She sees a dick in a box and under, it's a penny drops, does it? 
<laughs> oh, she's on the phone to Harold, actually. Going, yeah, yeah, Harold, yeah. yeah, Carl's excited to come with you because, by the way, he's coming on the journey with you. That's that's going to explain why he's not here for a little while. Yeah, he's got this big tour of the UK coming up, so we needed to think of a way of, of yeah. doing it. We kind of ignored the fact that we were having marital problems and that was a way out, so we've decided that he's now coming on a th- on a train ride across Australia with you for yeah. the next three But anyway, months. I can't talk now, Harold, because there's a dick in a box. Dick so. in a box. <laughs> so, yeah. Solved just like that. Do you think it's solved? Oh yeah, solved. They'll be just having a big shagathon now. Shagathon next week. I do like uh, a Kennedy shagathon. To be fair, yeah, they like like literally. You won't see him emerge for days. You'll you you won't see him emerge at all. I'm alright with that. I don't think you'll see Carl go away. He'll be like, oh yeah, Carl, we were shagging for a couple of days, and then he's just gone on holiday to <laughs> up a little bit. Uh, so, that's, yeah. that's what the Kennedys are up to at the moment. There's also the stuff with the school and everything, but that's fucking boring. I don't even want to talk about it. The school thing's fucking boring. I don't want to talk about the school thing at all. The, the best storyline, I say the best, it's not the best, but it is It is good. And it's the one that has ran from the start. From the very start, yeah. It's the only storyline, I think, that's still going from the opening. Yeah, and it's the, possibly the only one we really care about at this point. Go well. for it. What is it? It is, of course, and I'm going to precursor this with last week, Adam, you asked me to come up with a jingle for the storyline because we care about it that much. What do you mean? What did I say? Because Wendy Rodwell is at war. And you said, next week, I want a Wendy at war jingle. Have you done one? I am a man of my word. You I are. said I'd not... refix that episode. I refixed it. I, I, I said I, I'd be I... late for the podcast this week. I was late. <laughs> You were. I would have preferred it if you've got everything right in the first place and not been arsing about making jingles, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but we're, this is the world we live in. So, um, are you playing... So, play... How is this going to work? Are you going to play I'm, the jingle now? I'm going to play the jingle live for you now. I want your live reaction of this jingle. Okay. I've figured out how to do this on our system. Oh, so this is, all set up. This is going to work seamlessly. It's going to work seamlessly. This is the first you know. first listen of the new Wendy at War jingle. Go. So let's talk about Wendy at War. <laughs> Adam, what do you think of that jingle? Did you say you who? Yeah. It's fucking good, to be fair. I, I was like, as long as... Because I like the intense kind of music, but I was all the time I was thinking, I hope there's there's something. And there was. So, was. fair play, you have sorted it out. Um, and I don't know, but I have a good feeling other people will appreciate that jingle as well. I think they'll get a kick out of that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good because Wendy is at war. Oh, is she? It's kind of a cold war at the moment. What do you mean? It's, well, the, the, there's no been been no official battles. This is kind of we're just waiting on that kind of Franz Ferdinand kind of spark here. I think to I, set. Th- I thought I think we're already well into it. No, I don't think that. This is still this is still kind of pre-war. I think. So what's the war? What is it good what for? Come on. It is. What is it good for? It's not good for anything apparently. Uh, Wendy is at war with the new family, the Varga Murphys, because she's fuming with them for so many fucking reasons. In particular, Kara. I feel like mm-hmm. it's not too bad with the rest, but Kara is... If we if we were are supposed to decide which side we're on, I mean, there's only one answer to that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And surely, like, 
there'd be nobody on her side, right? Absolutely. When, no when Wendy Rodwell, and this is more off the like. I know we we bigged her up a little bit last week. I think this week has been the best character development I've seen on Neighbours since 2002. <laughs> and that time that Joe Scully <laughs> um, started showing a softer side in his man cave. I think this is like, because we've seen Wendy so far. She's so like she's so nice and likable. She's a bit ditzy and a bit quirky and she's been getting around a little bit in people's business and stuff like that. But in this past week, layers. Yeah, absolute layers. Uh so she has declared she's at war. Yeah, that was that was great line. That great was a great line. line. If I uh, was to make some sort of trailer for that character, I would maybe put that bit in it. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, if I was to make a jingle, for... I tried to get that originally, but you, it was too it was too hard to get. Uh, I'll have it, a yeah, I'll have a look. Uh, so, but Jane instantly says, "Listen, you don't want to go to war, eh? Maybe you should try and make peace first. Uh, which is sage advice from Jane again. I'm warming to Jane a little bit. Coming from fucking Jane, who's kicking off at every fucking turn. Oh, that's Fuck a good off, point. Jane. Yeah, that's a good point. Hypocrite. Yeah, I've just called again now. That is a very good point. Uh, she tries. She speaks to the Linwell brothers. She gets on the blower to him to try and find out. They, but they they don't want to say anything about her. They don't want to. You can't these days, can you? You can't give bad references. Like someone calls you for a reference, you can't say no. They're fucking wankers. You can't. But what you can do, and this is pretty much code, is say uh, they worked here from this time to that time. Oh, is that the code for? That's code for they were fucking shit or dicks or stole or what? yeah, people were leaving shit. Just like that, they'd forgotten after the shopping, and like this <laughs> member of staff was just nicking it and taking it home. So yeah, we can't really have that. Yeah, he worked there for six years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Wendy admits to Andy what she's been up to. She's like, "Fucking yeah, I've really kind of let this get a hold of me here. I've I fucking hate this bitch, and I want to take her down." And he's like, "You should have fucking told me, but it's fine. You're my wife. I love you, and I'll support you." Not a problem. And this is the... So she... Actually, no, before that, she apologizes. And he's like, come on, apologize. You know, make peace, not war. Yep. Apologize. And she goes over and apologizes. And uh, I forgot. Remy is like, yep, yeah, no problem. I appreciate you coming over. It's water under the bridge now. Let's start yep. afresh. No problem. JJ's fine. Yeah, he's, JJ's cool. I like JJ a lot. He's just cool. Yeah, he is. It's just yeah. a cool look. He's like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Kara is like, wait a fucking minute. When did you find your watch, bitch? Yeah. And then Wendy straight away is like, oh, well, uh, uh, oh, she wasn't expecting that. You'd, you you apologize to someone. You're expecting them to either say, fuck you, or... You accept the apology nine times out of ten, don't yeah, you? you know, even, if you're not really, even if you don't really like him, you go, yeah, it's fine, all right, cheers. Yeah, and then that's it, and you just fucking get on with your day. You're not expecting someone to fucking cross-examine yeah. your apology, and there was no need to do that. There nope. really wasn't. Again, just you you live across the street from this person. Yeah. Just fucking make peace, not So war. it was, where did you find the watch? And then she tells her, when did you find it? It was like it carried on, and it was like, you're just being a bitch now, and, and like, there's so no you're telling need. Me, yeah, she's like, so you tell me you haven't done your washing for a week? 
Like, she's really yeah. getting fucking petty about it. So it turns out, yeah, she did find this out a week ago, as we know. And yeah. she's only well, just... She, what she didn't say is, I tried to come and apologise to you when I what found mean? it. Yeah. You told me to fuck off, so more fool you. Like, that's what happened. And I feel like Andy could have stepped in a little bit. Not that he needs to fight her battles or anything like that when he's no. perfectly capable, but he could have gone, hang on, hang don't on, talk to my wife like that. You're yeah, a fucking... hang on. She has tried to apologise. Shut up, basically. Uh, we've apologised. Let's just fucking start on you. But no, she doesn't. And this sets Wendy off, really. And honestly, this scene was fucking fantastic. It's really got me, this scene. And it's definitely because of my own kind of personal misgivings as well. Because Wendy goes into this rant about she's a mum. She wanted to have a career. She wanted the things. She wanted the way people look at Therese. Not when she's wearing trackies. When she's no. wearing a business stuff. She, she wants that kind of power. She wants what Reese has when Reese walks into a room. It's the first time I've actually called her Reese and not Misha Barton. Misha Barton. Uh, it's a sign of respect. And she's like... Susan know, as well. She's like, yeah. Susan's this, Jane's that. All these people are doing all these things. There's all these empowered women. And she, for some reason, just feels down on herself, doesn't she? Yeah, she's like, I've been a mother. They've all been mothers as well. But I've not achieved what they've achieved, and I feel like I'm not achieving my potential, and I feel like I've wasted that potential now. Uh, which was, like I said, really got me because I kind of like she she wants to do something that matters, and I do kind of regret that myself sometimes. What do you mean? Like I do a job that doesn't fucking matter really. Like I love being a host, and I love doing. And like I'm good at what I do, and I'm good at hosting people and being hospitable hospitable i'm good at speaking as well yeah, you, don't, you don't have to be able to say it to do it that's why. <laughs> but there is times when they go i wish i did something that mattered like your job your job matters but, and, I, and the way you're feeling about your job at the moment you might disagree with that statement but on the whole your job matters it doesn't mean i'm and, happy doing it though no but i there is a pang of regret there where i'm like oh, i wish i fucking did something that actually mattered something that well, that doesn't... You're, I think you're being a bit harsh on yourself there, though. Yeah, and Wendy is too, to be fair. Like, you know, I'm still... Like, she has still raised a daughter. She has still provided for her family. You know, they've got a fucking nice gaff. That car's well nice that they've got. With the fucking periscope on the fucking side of it. Yeah. I wish I would have fucking one of those today, driving home. In the fucking floods. In, in, the, in the floods. Yeah. So, yeah, this was... Yeah, so this was a really nice scene and it was nice to see a bit more of Wendy and almost peel back, peel it back a little bit so she's not just this quirky character who shouts you who all the time. And I think that's a good thing because uh, do they stereotype the characters on Neighbours a bit too much? Do they say, you're the quirky one? They do, we've told you. You're, you're wacky, you do this. You're this person, your character is this. And I think this, they'd said, didn't they, that they wanted to give the Rodwells, because they depth. were fairly new towards the end, they wanted to give them some depth and give them a fair crack. And I think this storyline is actually doing that. With, like, Sadie's kind of doing her own thing, which is fine. I'm sure she's got other things that will be happening with her. But with the, with the two, with Wendy and Andy, they're actually doing something with them. And seeing another side of Wendy is pretty good. And it's meaning... Is she going to be 
the people's champion of Neighbours. Is she going to be the one that everyone's root? Because at the moment, I think she is. Mm-hmm. That people, that the fans root for, that people, is she going to go on a long storyline where she makes it a Cinderella story? I think so. I think she will be, I I, I think she's, she's first in line to take the crown from Susan Kennedy. Okay. I think she will go to war with this family and I think she'll win. I do think. you think she'll go at war though, or do you? Because then, because as it goes on, or, or will she do, which is very difficult to do, but it is ultimately better. Is she going to be the bigger person and go, "Fuck you, I've moved on." No, I've think... been trying to do that a lot. Of, like, <laughs> I have a lot. Of, I feel like I have to do that a lot in my life. I have to be the bigger person. I hate being the bigger person. Sometimes I do it, but then there's a few things that I let fester a little bit. Um, do you think she's? Because at the end, she's. Not to jump ahead or anything, she recommends that Andy teaches JJ some driving lessons for a reason that we will get to. Uh, is she moving on? Is she like fuck you? I'm bigger than this. Yeah, I think she is trying to be because JJ comes and apologizes to him later on, and they're like, I also think JJ is going to be a bit of a double agent here. Uh, but they're like, yo, thank you. We should, you know, thank you for being the bigger person. We should be the big, bigger person too. Yeah. Let's be bigger than this situation. And I think she's really trying to do that. I think what's going to happen and jumping ahead, you know, like she does recommend Andy to go have some time with JJ and do this driving lesson. It's a nice thing to do. And he does do it and they get some nice, I suppose, father son bonding time, even though only one of them's aware of that situation. But by the end, Jay, Andy goes to get some ice cream. He's like, this is a good afternoon. Should we go get some ice cream? I'll go get them because I've got a job and you've not. He gets back. JJ's missing. Where the, fuck, where the fuck is JJ gone? Well, here's the thing. So, they, for some reason, they decided to do this driving lesson on the edge of a fucking cliff. <laughs> I feel like he's a bit pushing you lot. Like, I'm sure the kid's fine, but, like, on the edge of a cliff is a bit much, especially when you're, like, reversing and backing up and shit. That could have easily gone wrong. But then, so, yeah, he comes back. JJ's not in the car, and you're immediately supposed to, because he's been talking about, like, the, the reason why he's doing the driving lesson is because they've had the window put through, and they think it might be, the Linwell brothers, or they think oh, it might be some horrible kid from school, school. Yeah. all that kind of stuff. So you're supposed to think, as a viewer, has someone taken JJ? What's going on? Has, has the Linwell brothers got him? Have people from school, has, have the bullies got him? As he's, for some reason, they're on the edge of the cliff, as he's decided to jump off, um, and then we won't see him, but he'll come back um, without his memories, and then he'll be somebody else for a couple of weeks, and then he will ultimately return to being JJ, show legend. Um, what are they going to do with him? But then because of how it works on Freebie, they show you the previews for net coming up on Neighbours. Oh, and the I first thing you, the first thing you right. see is fucking JJ, and he's just like just talking about, oh, yeah, I can't tell him I'm his son sort of thing. And so he's just, he's by the sounds of it, JJ just fucked off. And, it, and he's just gone that, for a shit. Yeah, I that, just went for a shit over there. It's a long way back from the fucking cliff to Ramsey Street. So... <laughs> I don't know why that's happened. I wouldn't be surprised if one of the first scenes we see next week is him hitchhiking back and Andy picks him up in the car and takes him off. But if you're going to make a bit of a cliffhanger at the end of the week and you think, what's happened to that character, don't put the, a clip with that character being perfectly fine in the previews for next week. Just a little <laughs> heads up. I'm not a consultant or anything like that. It's just an idea from me to you, neighbours. Yeah, but you are for hire, though, aren't you? I am for hire, yeah. I am available. Um, you can contact me through um, all our socials 
which is the neighborhood rewatch. And we are on everything, aren't we now? Fucking hell. Yeah, everything. We are, we... You know what mm-hmm. I'd like people to do? We are wrapping up a little bit now because we've been on for about three and a half hours. Um, send us some stuff. If you listen to this, and by all accounts, a lot of people are listening now, ask us some questions. If you if you spot something and you say, oh, what do you think of this? Ask us and we'll talk about it. Yeah. If you want to give us your jumper recommendations, fucking hit us with it. If you have some predictions or ideas for guests you'd like on the show, Hit us with it. We are trying to be a little bit more interactive on our socials at the moment. So um, hit us up. We're not doing anything else, are we? No. Yeah, I've got nothing else going on, to be honest. I'm just arsing around making jingles, really. So uh, to, to finally arrive at my point, as we are wrapping this up, is that I think Summer is going to push Wendy over the edge where it is going to be that kind of assassination moment that's going to kick everything off. I'm making World War One references here. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just to make sure, you know, just in case you weren't getting it. Uh, also, Ed is short for Eden, just in case you weren't getting that yep. either. Uh, I think I, I thought it. I did think it was going to be this JJ thing. So, like the mum's Kara was going to go fucking love with your husband is fucking push him off a cliff or, and accuse Wendy of something or Andy of something that's just not acceptable. Yeah. Uh, but that's obviously not going to be that now. But I think there'll be something next week which will push Wendy over the edge and you go right. Do you know what? Fuck this. Fuck you. I'm taking you down, bitch. So there's one thing I, I said, oh, this, this is like an idea. And I think neighbours need something like this. At one point, because they're talking about the fan that fell down in the in the mm-hmm. coffee shop, the water hole, yeah. wherever it is. So the fan fell down that Kara put up and she was like, I'm pretty sure I did it properly and everything. And so it, is it the Linwell brothers again out to get her and stuff? And Kara says, I put that up, up really well. Not even an earthquake could knock it down. I think Neighbours needs a big thing like an explosion, a fire, or an earthquake. Oh, that'd be interesting. Do you think the Linwell brothers as well messed with the episode last week and that's why it sounded a bit jumpy and jerky with the audio quality? Because, I'm again, I'm pretty sure I edited it absolutely fine. They are dodgy bastards. That could have easily happened. Yeah, so I don't believe Cara for a second. Definitely dodgy. What do you want to see next week? Tell me three things you'd like to see happen next week. Uh, I want to see when you say the words fuck you, because they've never been said on names. Wendy says fuck we've you. Had, we've had sex this week. I want fuck you next week. Fuck you. What else? Uh, I would like... I uh, want to see the Limwell brothers next week. Yeah, the Limwell brothers, it'd be great. And I'd also, one thing I don't want to see, Tony Arthur Reese. I don't want to see them at all next week. No. Not once, please. Thank you. That'd be lovely. What What do you want? What are your three things, Adam? I'm going to throw well, that question that's it. right I'm back just, at you. That's fine. I, I, as I say, I, I will echo the Linwell brothers. I think it's about time we saw them now. I think that would be fine. I, that would be exciting. I reckon they'll be funny. Um, I, I know I said I wanted them to be the neighbours, but I also like the idea of them being like twins and one's fucking tiny and one's fucking massive. <laughs> I, I'd like, I think that might be quite fun. Um, I would like to see... Adam's put his fingers together in that kind I have. of... I was being very thoughtful. Um, yeah. I'd like to see Harold one more time. I'd like to see him get a fucking send-off if that guy's not going to be on the show anymore. Yeah, that um, would be nice, wouldn't it? And the last thing I want to see... Um, dick in a box. <laughs> Don't just tease it with a fuck... Don't... Dick in a box, please. Yeah, let's 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 start breaking these boundaries down now. Yeah. Let, let's start saying fuck and let's see some dicks. 
We that's us every week though. A couple <laughs> of dicks saying fuck every week. Um, we will be back again. I imagine next week. Yes, we are back next week. Usual service is resumed next week. We'll be back there, ready for you on Friday morning. I mean, this will be out Friday night, to be fair. It might be a bit late Friday night, but it'll be ready for you Saturday morning. Just fucking check it this time. Just fucking... (laughs) I checked it twice. A fucking earthquake couldn't ruin this podcast. (laughs) Next week, we'll be back. We've got a couple of things coming up as well, so stay tuned. Keep... Uh, we do appreciate everyone listening to it. Um, so cheers. We 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 enjoy doing it, and and we do. And yeah, we we're, we're glad that you enjoy it as well. Thank you very much. See you next week. See you next week, dickheads. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs>